look, who are the people I've spoken to and what do I need to do to reach out? It also is really great to have those conversations because your clients can tell you other things. Sales are made in conversations, but also without having the conversation, we don't know what extra gaps there are to fill. Taking that even one step further to then be able to position that to ask, how else can we help you? Gives us the opportunity to introduce, well, either refer to other people, but also introduce new products and services where we see a consistent need across the customers that we're serving. Again, we don't do enough and enough to understand what our customers need. My name is Samantha Riley, and this is the podcast for experts who want to be the unapologetic leader in their industry. We're going to share the latest business growth, marketing, and leadership strategies, as well as discussing how you can use your human design to create success in business and life, inside and out. It's time to take your influence, income, and impact to the level you know you're capable of. Are you ready to make a bigger difference and scale up? This is the Influence by Design podcast. Welcome to today's episode of Influence by Design. I'm your Thursday co-host, Samantha Riley, joined by the dapper and always lots of fun, Tim Hyde. How are you today, Tim? Clearly no one is watching today's video of this episode. (laughs) (laughs) I actually like your shirt. I told you I liked your shirt. It looks very summery. It is very summery. It's not at all Probably not dapper. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all summery. I feel like I need to suit up or something. It's not at all summery here in Canberra today as we rapidly approach winter, but it is good to be back. I feel like I've missed a whole bunch of episodes. Just been so busy lately. That would be because you have missed a whole bunch of episodes, but you're back and that's the main thing. And today we're going to talk about three different ways that you can make money by the weekend because sometimes in business we do need to have a little bit of a cash injection, whether just for fun because we want to or you know, every one of us, I'm sure, has been caught out once with not having enough GST <laughs> in the bank. <laughs> or maybe you just, you know, want to buy a house or you decide you want to buy a car. And, you know, in business, we've got the opportunity to be able to bring in money in a sum, a lump sum, which our counterparts that are employees just don't have the opportunity to do. Yeah, absolutely true, Sam. Absolutely true. I've been having so many conversations lately with the increasing interest rates and and just concerns about the price of everything mm-hmm. and how people are managing financially. And, and you're absolutely right that, you know, that just being able to control that income if we want to, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. as you said, you know, it could be a GST bill, it could be an unexpected, you know, bill from a plumber as I've just received. You know, it's just something that we, we're not necessarily expecting or planning for in our income. And we if we need that extra cash, we can create it on very short notice. And we're going to share with you three ways that we've done it Mm -hmm. in our businesses where we've need short-term injections Mm -hmm. of cash to, you know, do whatever we want to do. Yeah. Go on holiday. I was just about to say, like, when a a cruise deal comes up and says, you have to leave next week. And you're like, actually, I'd like to do that. This is a great way that you can do that. Well, let's start off with number one. What is the very first thing on our list, Tim? Look, for number one, number one for me is literally pick up the phone. And I know the sort of the idea of picking up the phone and making sales calls brings a cold sweat to most people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, panic. But it's surprising, and you said off here, Sam, uh, something that I, that I really love here is that sales are made in conversations. A hundred percent. And the more 
intimately can make that conversation, the more likely it is that we are going to make a sale. Mm-hmm. So if you can get face-to-face with someone, that's going to be more powerful than picking up the phone, which is going to be more powerful than sending an email, which is going to be more powerful than potentially doing nothing and just hoping people buy from you. Mm-hmm. But too often we default to the easy, comfort, non-confrontational potential space of actually not picking up the phone or chasing leads or, you know, in some cases, I know some former clients of mine, we've found out that, you know, they haven't even followed up leads for that might have been six months old and just got a little bit embarrassed about it at a certain point and going, oh, it's been three weeks. You can't possibly still want to hear from me. Mm. But, you mm-hmm. know, I was telling you about another Sam that I know who six months after dealing with a, a prospect and hadn't sent the quote because he got embarrassed about it, bumped into the guy in the supermarket who said, have you ever going to send me that quote over? So clearly six months later by him saying that, what's crazy about this story to me is he obviously wanted to work with that person. All he wanted was the quote just to tick that box and go, yep, okay, I'm going to work with you. So, you know, how many other, I guess, things are we leaving on the table, not necessarily even quotes, but, you know, how many leads do we have or how many people have we spoken with that we've just kind of let slip? I think it's really quite beneficial to go back regularly and have a look. Who are the people I've spoken to and what do I need to do to reach out, whether it's pick up the phone. Conversations don't all happen over the phone, like you said. Maybe it's sending them a message on messenger or you know a dm through instagram or a personal email just saying hey you just popped into my mind we haven't had that conversation or you know how's it going is this something you're still looking to do i mean i found out i think often we we just send stuff into ether and you know hope that that person's going to come back and and buy from us and it, it may just require a little bit of phone call to maybe realign expectations or they've had other priorities or or whatever, or maybe they never received, you know, the proposal in the first place. I, going back, it would have been probably three or, three or four years ago, I'd had a conversation with someone about joining his program and we hadn't had a conversation in a little while and I had completely forgotten about it. It wasn't that I didn't want to work with him or, you know, just stuff came up, completely forgot about it. And then I put a post on social media one day And he reached out to me in the DMs and went, hey, I just saw that and blah, blah, blah. By the way, are you still interested in working with me? And I was like, you know what? Let's tee it up right now because it had just slipped my mind. You know, we get busy. And I think that that's something that we always need to remember is we're not the only busy ones. Our prospects are also busy. And just to give them a reminder, hey, is this this still something you might be interested in? Might be the exact right time for someone to say, you know what? Let's just action that right now. Yeah. The reason I like making phone calls or getting face-to-face with someone is that it's, you know, think about your competitors. Your competitors here are actually setting a really low bar mm-hmm. because they're probably doing what you're doing right now. And so it's it's easy to kind of stand out from everybody. In fact, just before this podcast, Sam, I was on on a call with my client, Marcus, and we were going through his sales pipeline and one of the things, I'm not a sales coach, you know, if you want some serious sales skills, we can certainly recommend people in that space. But we were going through just, here's your pipeline. Let's pick up the call phone and start calling people who at some point 
in the last six months have actually reached out, but we may not have necessarily gone back to them because we've had, we've been busy. And it was interesting because we just picked one that had popped up into the inbox last week and called. And the woman on the other end of the phone seemed almost incredulous that someone had gotten back to her Mm, mm -hmm. and someone had gotten back to her like in a phone call. Mm, I know. It's so rare, right? Super (laughs) stands out. (laughs) It's like, wow. All right. And immediately, you know, within 30 second phone call, we've now arranged a site visit to come out and look at what they've got to, what, what they're trying to achieve, which immediately puts us in a different position to every other person that clearly she reached out to a couple of people and, but no one's gotten back to her. Mm. So, you know, we, we, when we think about marketing, we do all this work to generate leads. And then if we don't call them, yeah, we're leaving opportunity on the table for growth in our own business, left, right and center. And, you know, it's not hard to pick up. Yeah. hundred percent. So that is a really great way to bring some sales to the front is to call all you know, proposals that are outstanding or leads that you've spoken to in the last little while. I really love number two. This is actually one of my favorites and that's to reach out to existing customers and offer them something new, offer them some sort of upsell or offer them some sort of extra something to what they've already got. This is obviously something you've done as well, Tim. Yeah, I think it's one of these things that we don't do often enough and you know, largely the reason for my absence recently has been doing, I've been doing a lot of one-to-one consulting work with clients. And every time I suggest to someone that we pick up the phone and call the last 20 people that have bought from us and ask why they bought and what they liked about our service, you know, it's like, oh, I've never done that. I've never done that. But, you know, taking that even one step further to then be able to position that to ask, how else can we help you? Mm-hmm. Right? gives us the opportunity to introduce, well, either refer to other people, but also introduce new products and services where we see a consistent need across the customers that we're serving. Mm-hmm. Again, we don't do enough and enough to understand what our customers need. And we've all heard stories, right? We've all heard stories of where, you know, you do a thing and then your customer's gone and bought that from somebody else. Oh, my goodness. That is so frustrating, isn't it? Right? So frustrating. It's absolutely frustrating. And it's just because we haven't, either framed what it is that we can do for a client and show them the roadmap of where we can take them. But it's also because we've just failed to ask, what else do you need? Mm. How else can I serve you? Mm -hmm. Totally. The reason this is one of my favorites is this is generally how I have added new product suites or added a new product or a new service to what we're already doing. And back in 2020, I had this idea, what if I could loan my team to my clients to help them implement faster. It was just an idea I had. I didn't know if it had legs. So what I did was I reached out to a small portion of my existing clients and said, hey, look, I'm thinking about giving you access to my team of web developers and content writers and graphic designers. It would cost an extra this much. Is that something that you'd be interested in? You know, I can only offer 10 spots because never done it before. I don't know what's going to break. You know, this could, you know, blow open my face. So I've only got this many spots. Yeah, and I might need those people myself. <laughs> exactly. So I just did that. And within that same day of reaching out to people, I had those 10 spots taken and people had up- upgraded. So clearly that had legs and, and that has taken off. And 
Now we have a, a much bigger group of genies that are helping my clients, but not only is this a really great way to add income by the weekend or to bring in money by the weekend, but this is also a really great way to launch new products or services and see if it's got legs before you, you know, launch it in a bigger way. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And again, it's just having the courage to ask how else can we serve you, mm-hmm. right? You don't have to say yes Yeah. to whatever they're asking for. Exactly. But it does give you an understanding of what else, where are the other pain points that your customers have are. And I think as you've discovered with your genies, Sam, it does make you a lot stickier with your clients as well because they're suddenly like, wow, these guys are amazing, right? They're really helping me grow. Yeah, actually, just on what you said then, you just got me thinking. It also is really great to have those conversations because your clients can tell you other things. So with Leon, my husband, has a business called Your Podcast Concierge, and he reached out to a client about a month ago and said, hey, look, we're thinking about offering this service, so the same sort of thing. Is this something you'd be interested in? And what happened was a little bit different to anything that had happened before. He said, yes, I would be interested in that, but I also would be interested in you know, A, B, and C. And what ended up happening was Leon ended up creating a, a product that was way bigger than first imagined and obviously can charge a lot, you know, a much higher fee for that as well. So what I love about this, and this goes back right back to what you were saying at the beginning of the episode, sales are made in conversations, but also without having the conversation, we don't know what extra gaps there are to fill. Yeah. And that really comes down to number three, I think, right? Absolutely. All these things are great, but not as good as actually making offers. And I've got this note on my whiteboard. I can't recall if I got it from Frank Kern or Alex Hormozzi. Might have been one or two. Right? And obviously, there mm-hmm. perhaps some, some common influences in both. But business is pretty easy, right? Step one, make more offers. Step two, follow up lots. Step three, stay focused on step one and two. Yeah, exactly. And that is that is the simplicity of what we need to do to be able to grow our business. Yeah, I, th- I definitely think it's a, it's a Frank Kern quote, but, you know, he is rel- absolutely relentless in following up, you know, on the offers that he makes, and he makes them regularly mm-hmm. at the risk of probably annoying a few people, but they were probably never his customer in the first place. Exactly. And if you're constantly thinking about who you're going to annoy, it's a very defensive way to play business, and we don't want to be de- playing defence. We want to be playing in offence. Well, like, you know, coming back to the examples we were giving earlier, you and I, we made an offer at the beginning of COVID, mm-hmm. March 2020. Everyone's going like, oh, my God, the world's coming to an end. The sky is falling. Very much chicken. Is it chicken little? The sky is falling? Yes, it <laughs> is. Yes. Oh, it's a blast going. from the past. <laughs> <laughs> but we came up with, you know, knowledge business launch formula. And I think we pulled the whole thing together in two and a half weeks. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. quickly how we've gone we need to realign and we need to come up with something that that we were hearing from our clients by asking them how else can we help you mm-hmm. and we did a, a jv around the knowledge business launch formula yeah and literally launched that you know to 20 odd clients in two and a half weeks that was from the initial idea to actually delivering the first session yeah so in that two and a half weeks it was we came up with the idea we put the marketing together, the webinar, the content, the whole bit. And, yeah, yep. we took 20 people through that. We were like a duck 
absolutely calm as a cucumber on the surface, <laughs> frantically swimming underneath. <laughs> it was it was a fun time. I remember it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. <laughs> it was, but a lot of like a lot of work. But we can make offers. And we can get them up and running really, really quickly. And I would encourage people who are thinking of making an offer to their network, right, to your audience, you know, put together a case study group. Mm -hmm. You don't even necessarily need all of the content. You just need to be able to make the offer and see who responds to it. Totally. Throw up a sales page. In fact, you don't even have to throw up a sales page. I don't even need that. You could say, hey, we're doing this. If you're interested, call us. We'll have a chat. If it's a good fit, we'll take your money and then we'll go and deliver it, right? There's not... You know, I think we we often overthink how perfect something needs to be before we launch. 100%. And I think that's one of the biggest mistakes we can make in business. I could not agree more. Is building it and hoping you could come. Kevin Costner was not correct. No, he was not. And I think that the faster you launch an offer, the faster you get the feedback. That, you know, what we did with KBLF, that I think that sort of set the foundations for me i've always been quite quick to market but that particular one made me realize no you have an idea just put it to market yeah. as soon as possible well i think we did i can't remember i can't recall now i think we launched kvlf two three times mm -hmm. you know to about 30 people also all up mm -hmm. you know certainly during that first year of covid and you know the the first version was not the same as the third version there was still it was value for clients but you know we we took that feedback and, and we kind of put it back into the program and got some incredible results for clients because we listened to what they actually needed. Absolutely. If we're thinking back, and I will link up the episode in the show notes where you and I interviewed Tyson Franklin, mm. who when he, he came in to KBLF in the very first round, and I remember halfway through, even he was like, hang on a minute, what are we doing here? You want me to launch in the next 30 days? Like, even though that's what he'd signed up for, it hadn't kind of occurred to him. His business now is going gangbusters. And it all was off that very first launch that he that he did in that first 30 days. Yeah, so completely changed his business model, not just for that launch, but ongoing as well. 100%, yeah. So I'll link up that episode in the notes. But let's review that. So three ways that you can make money by the weekend. Number one, go back and contact any outstanding proposals and any leads or potential leads that you've spoken to in the last 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, maybe even six months. Number two, reach out to your existing customers and find out how else you can help them or make an offer for an upsell. And number three, make an offer. Make an offer. Doesn't matter what the offer is, just make an offer. Tim, I know that you have got a free resource that goes into this in more depth and includes all sorts of additional resources. Can you tell us a little bit more about Yeah, that? so this is um, actually something I wrote several years back, and I think it might have been for another podcast. But I was exactly faced with this situation that we talked about. I was like, I've got a bill. I need to work out how to pay it. <laughs> what can I possibly do? And, and tried a bunch of these different strategies, which all sort of really helped. And I know people... I certainly know people who have done this and made literally hundreds of thousands of dollars. I didn't quite need that much, which was good. But if you jump over to my website, winmoreclients.com.au forward slash three, the number three strategies, the link will be in the show notes as well. I do have a resource that goes into this and it gives you some, we actually go into some call scripts as well and give you some other examples of 
how you can do that. This and how you can even think about what you could put together. So if that's going to be a valuable resource, winmoreclients.com.au forward slash three, the number three strategies. Okay. So look, if you in a situation where you do need some quick cash for whatever reason, jump on one of these three strategies, one, two, all three of them, if you need to. And I think you'll find very, very quickly, if you start putting this into your business strategy on a regular basis, don't roll it out all the time, but when you need it, you'll find that you get these little bursts, which uh, I think push you forward. Love it. Love it. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. We will catch you next week for another episode of Influence by Design. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Influence by Design podcast. If you want more, head over to influencebydesignpodcast.com for the show notes and links to today's gifts and sponsors. And if you're looking to connect with other experts who are growing and scaling their business too, join us in the Coaches, Thought Leaders and Changemakers community on Facebook. The links are waiting for you over at influencebydesignpodcast.com.